Welcome everyone to Hauntings and Booze. I am your hostess, Natalie, and today we are going to talk about haunted houses for sale on this very, very happy, happy Saturday. So we're going to talk about houses for sale that are supposedly haunted. And the question is, would you actually purchase a home that you know is haunted or you think may be haunted? It's a great deal. It's a beautiful home. And you're thinking about buying it. It sounds a lot easier when you think about it, but when you actually do it, that's the question. Would you actually do it? So we're going to talk about that. And I'm going to share a little personal story toward the end as well. But before I do, I am drinking a little coffee this lovely Saturday morning with a splash of amaretto. I needed coffee, so this is absolutely perfect. And by the way, I realized I'm now recording my episodes on Saturdays. Usually morning works best, but it's like I don't always feel like alcohol first thing when I wake up, so I may have to tweak my timing, maybe? I don't know, we'll see. But yeah, so this is what's going on right now. So I'm trying to figure out the alcohol situation. So uh, any good ideas for alcoholic beverage with coffee, let me know because I'll be doing this for quite a while until I figure out a new time frame. Anyway, so today again, we're going to talk about homes that are up for sale. And aside from being a funeral director, I'm also a real estate agent. And this is a great topic, but these particular houses are not only for sale, but they also are allegedly haunted. So as we chat about these lovely residences, and by the way, some of these are really beautiful. I'm going to post some pictures for you to check them out. And I want you to think again, think to yourselves, would you ever move into a haunted house and not just move in, but actually buy it, right? It's different to rent a place, you move in, it's for rent, you could just get out. Who cares about the lease? If it's haunted, you're getting out probably but actually investing your funds and buying it. That's what I want you to think about. So ping me with your answers, please. I'm so curious about what most people would do. I probably would at this point in my life. Uh, we actually had the chance to a while ago with two houses we had seen, but I voted against it because my oldest daughter was a baby at the time and I was not willing to chance anything. And I'll talk about, like I said, the one we saw later on in the episode, um, but the other one, there was also another one, there was actually like a murder that had taken place. Uh, it's definitely an episode for another another day. And that house was high activity and the energy, because houses have energy, right? Um, we feel the energy when we walk in, some of us do. And this one, it was sad, but it was also like angry. Um, so we're going to shelf this for another time and I'll bring my sister Maria on to share her experience being she was there with us on this particular house search. She probably still wants to kill me to this day, but it's a, a pretty good story that we'll share when she's on. So let's start with our first gem. We're going to talk about the Humbird Hotel Bar in Humbird, Wisconsin. I love that name, by the way, Humbird. So this is part home and part bar and grill. It's pretty historic considering it was built in 1869. And as I mentioned, you've got the large bar and grill as well as 1,800 square feet of personal living space. And six hotel rooms are rented through Airbnb, by the way. So the property is being sold as is. And the listing, so I was laughing, the listing actually says, building could be haunted. 
multiple reports from owners and guests of supernatural activities. Recently featured on Minnesota Ghost Hunter Group. Again, it says sold as is, and it has that whole note with it. Now, they claim both the owners and guests have experienced paranormal events in this place. The owners claim that they were sitting in the bar and there was this hanging light and it started to move while they were sitting below it. One of them got up and stopped it from moving and said he could feel the force of somebody pulling it. So he sat down, leaving it alone, and it just continued to spin. Guests have also reported the presence of spirits in one of the beds in the guest rooms, and many guests have reported the feeling of actually being watched. In one of the rooms, a male spirit has actually been seen watching people in another room. And in the 1800s, there were many deaths in the residence caused by smallpox, which is why it may also be so active. And, you know, with these houses, it's like interesting to look at the history, see what happened, you know, who died there. Um, in, in this particular case, it was, again, 1800 smallpox. And again, I think that's a pretty good reason for so much activity. Uh, you know, people dying before their time and God knows what other stories took place that we just don't even know about. Now, there have been sightings of a ghostly nurse seen in the hallways carrying a tray. So it looks like she's still tending to those smallpox patients who had died in the building and still, still helping them. Another type of dimension, perhaps, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe these spirits are trapped in a cycle of what took up a, like a big chunk of their lives or maybe what they considered the most important part of their life. There's also a guest room known as the Pink Room, where there have been sightings of an an unidentified, I can't speak, there have been sightings of an unidentified creature who actually has been seen crawling down the walls. Now, I think that's pretty creepy. Um, So I don't know if I'd stay in that pink room. And there have also been sightings of child entities running around the guest rooms. Now, in June of last year, uh, there was this paranormal investigation that took place in the hotel. The group snapped photos of what they believe to be a shadow person or thing moving down the hallway. They also captured EVP, and EVP is electronic voice phenomenon recordings of eerie or what sounded like these ghostly voices. And when they when they got the recording, it sounded like it was saying, I'm sorry, and what sounded like either mommy or Rodney. You can't be like 100% sure, but that's what it sounded like. Now, the entire building and everything in it, spirits included, are being sold for $279,900, again, as is. So if you ask me, this is a hell of a deal, especially if you've ever dreamed of running your own haunted hotel. This is definitely a great way to get started, right? So the Humbird Hotel, Humbird, Wisconsin, Sounds like a really, really lovely place to live. It actually is pretty. It's nice. It's picturesque. I checked out some pictures. And the question is, would you actually buy it? I would. But the only thing holding me back is the cold weather. Yeah, it's too cold. I wouldn't do it just because of the cold. But for someone who likes the cold, again, picturesque, nice, pretty, pretty place. Would you buy it? Humbird. Humbird, Wisconsin. We're going to go on to Canton, Mississippi. And we're going to talk about the Priestly House. Now, this place, guys, is gorgeous. Just looking at the photos, it like took my breath away. I absolutely love it. Its design is like Greek Revival architecture. 
and it was built by a Dr. James Priestley in 1852. Now, the property has experienced some strange, unexplainable phenomena since the good doctor and his wife Susan died in their home in the early 1900s during an epidemic of yellow fever. Now, since then, it has become an allegedly haunted residence, mind you, since they died. Now, the most recent owners have reported several paranormal events that have taken place in the house. They've supposedly cited the ghost of Susan Priestley, the doctor's wife, in the bedroom where she died, and residents in the neighborhood also claim to have seen her figure standing in various windows of the home as they go by it. Now, the owners have also witnessed the piano playing completely on its own and candles actually falling out of their holders. They say that Susan was so attached to the home after her husband died that she just didn't want to leave. And apparently, it looks like she doesn't. Like I said, there's these, these attachments, right? So these spirits, I really believe that they're attached and you just can't move on. And I'm like, what does it take for them to move on? You know, has anyone helped her or tried helping her? So, um, you know, just just some food for thought, because when they're attached and they're just they're just not going. Is there something they need for someone maybe on this side to do to help them through it? Now, the owner also claims as she walked to one of the bedrooms to turn off the closet light one night that as she turned to walk out, the spirit of Susan Priestley was standing near the doorway of the bedroom. And again, this was the bedroom she had died in, apparently. The home is currently up for sale for $938,000. It's an enormous 5,252 square feet. Guys, that's humongous. It comes with like four bathrooms, a beautiful library, a formal dining room, a music room, a parlor, an office, a sleeping porch, and a swimming pool. And they're all said to be in great condition. And again, these pictures, I'll post them. It's, it's just gorgeous. And let me tell you, like I said, I love, love, love this house. And if I had that kind of cash, this one, I would definitely buy. The question is, would you? Now, we're going to skip over to Mobile, Alabama, the Kate Shepherd house. Now, this I had heard of. I could have sworn I heard about the Kate Shepherd house like a while ago. I didn't remember all the details of why it's haunted and all that, but this place is also really, really beautiful. It reminds me of a like a real-life dollhouse, and it's listed on the National Register of Historic Places. It's located in Mobile, Alabama, and it dates back to 1897. It is considered one of the most haunted places in Alabama, and you can spend the night being it's also a bed and breakfast. Let's go. Who wants to go with me? Let me know. Now, it's really quite remarkable. It's a queen and design with gorgeous yellow and green paintwork. It has stained glass, this ornate decor, and little mini towers across its facade. It is 4,200 square feet. It has six bedrooms and five bathrooms. Yeah, totally a place that was meant to be a bed and breakfast. But it's the home's haunting history that's, that's most intriguing to many, many people that are checking it out. And obviously, I'm intrigued as well, so that's why I'm talking about it. Now, this gorgeous house was built in 1897, and it was named after Kate Shepard, who was a prominent Alabama educator. It was also used as a private boarding, uh, like a boarding school. And today, not today, and, and back then, it was also like a, um, 
a school, like a main school, and it was also a private boarding school. And it was used mainly for the wealthy mobile residents. So if you lived in that area, especially then, you got you had a lot of moolah. So today it's operated mainly as a bed and breakfast, and they get tons of visitors willing to attempt spending the night. And what makes his home so haunted, you ask? Well, it's believed that an elderly woman haunts the residence. Her ghostly figure has been seen by several visitors in mainly three of the six bedrooms. And I wonder, I'm like, why only the three specific bedrooms? Why is she so connected to them? And who is she? Well, no one really seemed to know. I, I tried checking out who she could be, but no one's really 100% sure or even really assuming who she is. They're just not sure. Now, many guests have also spotted a little girl running around the hallways there are no children living in the house, by the way. And visitors always think it's a real little girl when they see her. So she doesn't appear in an eerie form or in a creepy way. She's just running around and obviously making her presence known. Now, there are theories about who this little girl might be. Kate Shepard, as I mentioned, the home's namesake, she ran a school from the house for about 30 or 40 years until she died in 1952. Now, maybe the little girl is a former student who has an attachment to the home. I mean, if I was a student and that was where I was going to school, yeah, I would probably be pretty attached to it. It's, it's gorgeous. You guys have to see it. Now, Kate Shepard also had a sister, Isabel, who died in the home. So guests who have stayed in Isabel's bedroom claim they have felt a very heavy presence and have even reported seeing her actual apparition. Now, these entities seem to be heavily attached and just not ready to move on. And again, we see that all the time. We see that a lot in these places. The good thing is they seem to be good natured and not malicious in any way, which is always nice. So this is definitely a place I have added to my list of spots I must check out in person. My God, there's like so many. If you guys ever saw my list of places I want to go to and spend the night, you're gonna think I'm insane. But there's just so many. Now, this home is being sold for $995,000. It's got it all, guys. Beauty, history, an investment opportunity, being it can be used as a bed and breakfast, and best of all, friendly ghosts. So would you buy this place? And let me tell you, I would buy all of them if I could, but let me know about this particular one. And again, you know, don't make your mind up until you see the pictures, because that's just, just a really, really, really pretty place. And finally, I'd like to share my own experience while my hubby and I were house hunting years ago with our then firstborn toddler. She's like 11 now, but she was an itsy bitsy baby. So we were looking around for houses in Nassau County, which is in Long Island, New York. So one day our realtor sends me a listing, which was located in the very, very beautiful area of Roslyn, really nice place. Now this town is very beautiful, not far from the water, lots of history, older homes but very grand and elegant and did i mention extremely freaking expensive now when he sent me the listing i remember laughing and thinking to myself i was like is he completely like out of his mind did he forget what our budget is does he have us mixed up with someone else now the reason being houses here were mostly over seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. but as i looked at this listing it was a mere four hundred fifty thousand dollars, and it was freaking mesmerizing now, Greg and I were so excited to check it out and a very, and I was like really, really curious as to how it was being sold at such a low price, considering again, where it was very affluent area, really, really beautiful. Now, of course, 
we wanted to check it out. So off we went. It was that night. We got the listing. We went that night. And mind you, showings, which I was like, okay, they were only available in the evening. It was weird, but we're like, all right, let's let's check it out. I mean, hell, look at this opportunity. Now, we got to the house and met our agent there. And we had our then little Adriana with us. And she was around like maybe almost two, somewhere around there. Now, the agent was nervous as all hell and even told us that the house creeped him out. I thought that was freaking hysterical. I was like, oh, that's a great way to sell this place. And like I said, this house was old. It was built in the late 1800s and was actually a historical landmark, which meant if we were to buy it, we were not allowed to make any physical changes to its structure. We were fine with that because it looked perfect as it was. It was on a high hill overlooking the town in a very pretty and extremely quiet, almost silent neighborhood. It was like super quiet. Now, walking in the, in the house, I felt like I, I had literally stepped back in time. It was, it was superb from the wall colors to the intricate architectural designs. But holy crap, I felt this heaviness as I walked further in. I mean, it was heavy. There was a, a basement, a first floor and second floor with these huge windows, gorgeous wooden floors, and it was just pure perfection. And like I said, really, really beautiful, beautiful house. Now, I made it to the living room area, which, by the way, had this amazing fireplace. And I pretty much literally just stopped there. I was done. The feeling of, of the heaviness had turned into spine-tingling chills and this crazy, I mean crazy negative energy. It felt almost hostile. I told them we were done at this, po at this point. I was like, you know what? We're done with the tour. Um, it's a no, and I don't want to continue. But of course, Greg wanted to see more and he thought I was crazy. So off he went with our agent and they wanted to actually take a look at the basement because he was curious about the beams uh, and, and, you know, is it sturdy? I was like, yeah, freaking typical guys. Anyway, little Adriana and I waited in the living room and I didn't want to see anything else. I, I didn't want to go upstairs. I didn't want to see the rooms. I just didn't care. I just wanted to get out. Now, as we waited... She started walking toward the stairs, leading to the second floor where all the bedrooms were. I grabbed her little hand and pulled her toward my direction. I just wanted her as close to me as possible. And she kept going toward the stairs and babbling in excitement. At this point, I felt as if someone or something was in the room with us, just, just kind of like hovering. And off she went again, trying to climb those damn freaking stairs. Once again, I grabbed her, and this time I picked her up holding her super close to me. I was like, you're not going anywhere. And you know how toddlers do that thing where they like, they bend backwards. She was trying to pull that on me. It was just not gonna happen. Now, finally, Greg and the realtor came back up and they were ready to go. Greg didn't feel like this was a good idea, being the foundation and beams would probably need work and we'd end up buying a money pit. I, of course, agreed and just wanted to get the hell out. So as we began going, Adriana, who I was still holding, began her babbling again. This time, she had turned completely around and seemed to be talking to someone at the foot of the upstairs floor. And I remember our agent's face. It was like pure terror and panic as Adriana started to wave and shout bye-bye to her new friend at the top of the stairs. Mind you, I couldn't see anything, but I knew, I knew there was something there. I could feel it. Well, it was a hard pass on that house, and I have absolutely no regrets whatsoever it has been on and off the market ever since and you know what i'm not surprised because like i said it wasn't just a, a, a 
a feeling like some type of energy it was heavy and it felt malicious it was not nice so what would you guys do would you buy a supposedly haunted home would you sleep in one for just some night or would you stay far the hell away from it i'm curious i want to know so please shoot me an email at hauntingsandbooze at gmail.com. Tweet me on hauntingsandbooze. Message me on Instagram at hauntingsandbooze. Or of course, you can always find me on Facebook. Thank you guys for listening in. You guys are awesome. I can't wait to do many, many more of these. And don't forget, you may think you're alone, but you never really are. Mm-hmm.